Welcome to Accountable Love, home of the love snobs, where love is a group journey. My name is Jerry. My name is Aziz. And today we're going to talk about accountable parenting. Love snobs, love snobs, love snobs. The love snobs have surfaced. You know, the people that actually use honesty to communicate. The genuine friends that refuse to let you feel sorry for yourself. Yes, those people. You know, the friends that collect your tears every time life makes your eyes rain. The love snobs, the people that don't allow you to settle. Support your dreams, but don't support you sleeping with just anybody. You know, the friends that are so judgmental, they actually stay away from negative people and encourage you to surround yourself with positive people. Yes, that friend. The friends that love you even when you refuse to love yourself. You, you know, know, the, the love, love snobs. snobs. As you may or may not know, we have accountable parenting relationship sessions. Um, we decided to have that as a part of our sessions because we believe as parents, it is our job to make sure that we are being the best parents that we could possibly be for our children. And we also want to raise accountable adults. So if we do not go in with the approach of accountable parenting, then how would they have the tools to know how to be accountable adults? So that's why we find it very important to have those sessions because those relationships matter. Actually, your, your relationship with your child is a relationship. Yes, you're raising them. Yes, you're giving them the tools to navigate through life. But your ultimate goal should be to make sure that they are the best adults that they could possibly be. And that comes with accountable parenting and making sure that you're fostering those relationships with your children. Definitely. And to add to that is a big uh, a big proponent of being an accountable parent is the fact that you need support. Yeah. So we actually have sessions that help support you, but not just to support you. We don't just partner to support you and your child. We partner to help you build relationships around raising your child. Mm -hmm. Because if you have the if you have the support in place, then you can become a better parent. You Absolutely. have those breaks, you have people that will watch your children while you take care things that's going to help you rejuvenate and help you become and you have hobbies and help you become the best parent possible help become help you become the best person possible then you actually would have you know a better shot at being an accountable parent so today we're breaking it down in six parts we're going to talk about what account what accountable parenting is which we kind of you know touched on right now we're going to talk about do you have a support system acknowledging your child do you give your do, do your children have a voice? Do your children have a voice? Does your children have a voice? <laughs> Sorry, I was waiting for you to chime in there. Yeah. Um, is every is is our children on the same page? Um, do you have multiple children, and are you guys do you guys follow the same um, principles and beliefs, and how are you guys all connecting? Do do you, do you understand every developmental stage that that comes with children? Um, every the way that you deal with your toddler is not the same way that you're dealing with your 15 year old are you aware of that do you understand that and are you mindful of the parent-child dynamic and, and the, what that is supposed to look like in the relationship yeah no do you even realize that it is a relationship oh yeah that what you said in the beginning so first off we should explain what it means to be an accountable parent and that doesn't mean that everybody has the same formula of parenting. It just means that you have acknowledged that you actually decided to have the child. So everything that comes with raising the child is all about acknowledging that I made this decision. Mm -hmm. This wasn't something I have to do. This wasn't something I was made to do. This is something that I decided to do. And once you understand that and go into tackling any issues that is going to transpire through raising a child or raising children, you understand that this is a decision I'm making. I'm going to honor that decision by being the best parent I can be and by being a, a parent that actually builds accountable adults. And that's where we get into, you know, do you, did, did you build a support system around raising children? So that would be the first stage. Like before we really actually have children, yeah, before we actually have children, we have friends. We possibly have a partner when we have the children. I mean, this is a different world, but however it transpired, do you have a partner? Do you have a, a co-parent that you're raising a child with? And do you have friends that actually take 
raising your children, raising our children together seriously. Because when you have great support system and you have a great village, then you can overcome anything. Mm -hmm. Anything, any pitfalls, having to stay late at work, having to rush to the hospital, having anything that comes up with parenting, anything that goes down with parenting. I'm overwhelmed, I need somebody to talk to. Everything that comes with parenting. I'm not, not even... doing the right, I'm not doing the right thing for my child. So somebody steps in and chimes in and puts me on the right track and challenges me to do, you know, be the best parent I can possibly be. Things of that nature. But go ahead, you was gonna say something? No, like not even just the negative, just to 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 even enjoy the 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 milestones and oh, the accomplishments, right? Like they want to see your child succeed as much as you want to see your child succeed. So they at graduations, basketball games, soccer games, dance recitals. Um, it's beyond yes, it's great to have people around in the clutch, right? My yeah. kid breaks their arm at school, I can't get to leave work, but you, you know, have a flexible schedule or you can leave your job, you go and, you know, pick up my kid. That's all good. But it's really about making sure that they're there, that you have people around for everything, not just when you're tired, but also when you're, when you're feeling hundred percent and everything's going amazing in your life and you have people that's gonna, that's invested in your joy and they are a part of that as well. Definitely. I, I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, I, I already assumed that everybody, when they throw a kid's party, everybody's showing up. When they're having big dinners, everybody's showing up. But sometimes it's you, that, the reason why I said it was because some people, it's not always the same people that I, that's at the birthday party that's bailing you out. Of, oh, definitely, definitely. You know what I mean? Well, so, I, understood, I understood what you were saying. You were saying basically, make sure you show up for everything. Yes. You want people in your life that are daily. And I agree with you. These people are part of the process. They are part of your life. They are part of the investment in your children. So you have, you obviously should have role models around your children. So Absolutely. we talk about having a support system. It's having people in place that your child, if they like, oh, I don't want to be like mommy or I don't want to be like daddy. They want to be like your friends. They yeah. want to be like somebody that's in your support system. They model after all that they're, they're role models to your children. Mm -hmm. And your role models to their children. So you keep that in mind that every time you walk out the door, you're a parent, a friend, a spouse. Absolutely. So that's what building the system is. But building the system around your children, I agree with Jerry. It is all about the joy and working towards the joy. And the joy should be the destination. And they're there to make sure we all get back to the joys in life by mm -hmm. going through the trials and tribulations and having a clear understanding that we're working towards a solution because the destination is always to live a joyful life while raising our children. And yeah, absolutely. And when you have that level of support, that's one last thing you have to worry about daily. Definitely. Like I had a great support system um, raising my daughter. And yeah, that was one last thing that I didn't have to really truly worry about because they were like four people, three people that I can, at any given moment, if I needed them to jump in, they were able to. Definitely. So it's really important. And it's not just so that you can just skate on through life, but really life shouldn't be that hard if you're around the right people. So it's it was really nice that I can, you know, if I had to stay late at work or if I wasn't feeling 100% one day, um, that I had other people that I can actually call to relieve me. And it just made life easier. And because of that, I was a better parent. I wasn't as, um, I wasn't burnt out. Um, and I was, and, and when I was around, um, when me and my daughter did hang out or whatever, like I was at hundred percent because I had those people around that was always nourishing me when I needed to be nourished. So yeah. I think that that's really important when they, you know, people don't like to, 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 to tap in their support because they like, you know, they're like, well, that's my that kid and it's my responsibility. And, but when I, when you have a child and you are friends with someone, it becomes everyone's responsibility. You know what I mean? And not like, they're not going to have the same exact responsibility as I would as a no, parent. Yeah. No, but the responsibility is to make sure that, you know, we're all good. Like none of us should be struggling mentally, physically, spiritually, That's if we have each other. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it really did bring something. It, it allowed me to be a better parent, the best parent, because I had that level of support. And I mean, it was it was very important to give you days off and still allow you to live a life that you want to live. Yeah, it wasn't just in the clutch. Yeah, yeah, you're mm -hmm. not resenting parenthood. So they're just invested in your joy overall, and they're invested in your emotional well-being. 
I mean, they is, is me. They is me and other people. So, you know, I was there and your daughter's my daughter. So it's one of those. But not biologically, but you know, yeah. but that's how, but yeah. Your daughter is my daughter. Like I raised her, I helped raise her and I assisted with raising her. So I understand the bond that it takes and the commitment it takes. Like when I was taking her for on Fridays, everybody's like, you are taking her on a Friday when you can just go out, you're a single man. You can just go out. And I'm like, I enjoy- Shoot, we were what, in our 30s at the time? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I mean, going into our 30s, yeah. So I'm like, I, I, I don't care. Like I've always been understanding, like I always understood like my support is watching my friends have joy. And Saturday, I, if anything I can't do on Friday, I was doing Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you came to pick up, I was able to, you know, I was able to go out and do what I wanted to do. So it's all about like, I'm invest. I was invested in your well-being and investing in your well-being is I knew was investing in her well-being. So having a great support is very important. You know, the next one is, are you acknowledging your child's strengths and weaknesses? And we all get caught in our heads and what we want our children to be and how we want our children to conduct themselves. And, but like we could take it, our, our, you know, our daughter, right? We can take take it from there, right? She's a person who's outspoken. Sometimes she's outspoken at the wrong times, right? Or outspoken at a time where you just want her to do what you asked for her to do. But that is a strength of hers. The fact that she does advocate for herself, the fact that she's unafraid to advocate for herself, the, fra- the fact that when you ask her to do something, yeah, you want her to do it right away without responding, but you know that when she walks outside your door, she's going to ask questions before acting. She's going to make sure she's fully invested in the process before acting. She understands why she's doing what she's doing before acting, which makes her a critical thinker, which makes her a person who's actually building relationships because she's choosing the relationships. You know that she's choosing to be involved in things that she's involved in. So in turn, we can hold her fully accountable for the decisions she makes. You know, yeah, so that would be one strength that can come off as a weakness, but we acknowledge that that's who she is. That's a strength of us. The thing is, is like, you know, you learn from your mother and I learn from you and we learn from your mom together, I guess. You know, the one thing that I always think of when raising my, raising our daughter is that we never wanted to break her spirit. Definitely. And there's that fine line of discipline, um, teaching and breaking their spirit. And in order, Huh? And what? Huh? I thought you said something. No, I did. I did. But go ahead. But there's there's that fine line of of knowing when to push and knowing when to pull. You know what I mean? And in order to do that, you have to know what your kids' strengths and weaknesses are. You have to know what makes them tick. You have to know what the insecurities are. You have to know how to reach them because like typical teenagers, you know, they shut, I mean, adults shut down, but teenagers definitely shut you you down, shut you out. They stop listening. Um, And you want to be able to- listen and not listening. You know what I mean? You want to be able- But they don't really want to engage with you. No, not really. Exactly. Um, But you you definitely always want them to know their worth. Mm -hmm. You definitely want them to be unafraid to advocate for themselves. Um, But at the same time, you have to teach them. So- it's really important that you you have to acknowledge what they're strong and what, what what their strengths and their weaknesses are because that's the only way that you're really going to truly get to them and really have that dialogue and not you speaking to them you're talking to them where you guys are having a actual conversation about what's happening and you also leave the room for your child to also be comfortable in that space expressing like, you know, I don't like when you do X, Y, and Z, or, you know, I don't like this about myself and I really want to improve on this. You know what I mean? Like, and so that you can be that extra support for them as well. But if you don't acknowledge it, then they're not comfortable acknowledging it. And then they start to internalize things and it can get really, it can go to this dark place. Definitely. I mean, as adults, we have strengths and weaknesses and what we need to acknowledge in our partners and we need to acknowledge in our friends. But we also are raising our children, so we need to acknowledge where they're strong and when they're weak. And we need to know the difference. We need to say, okay, what I want them to be is not necessarily what they want. 
what they want and then they can't actually succeed in what they want based on not having this this as a strength then you actually put them in a place to succeed Mm -hmm. and you actually you know help them through it to actually make it a strength so it's no longer a weakness but we can't deem what their strengths and weaknesses are we have to really ask questions we really have to pay attention we really have to you know take a step back and look at what they want in life and what mm-hmm. they want to be and their goals and their ambitions. And even as a child, what they are gravitating towards, what toys they are gravitating towards, what do they want to play with? And not like, I think they should play with this, but really allowing them to explore the different options and putting them in places to explore where you just sit back and see what they gravitate to, things of that nature. So you fully understand who your child is and you fully understand you want to direct them and you fully understand what they hold there. And that's, you know, that's an important piece of understanding their strengths and weaknesses. Well, yeah, we, we, how many times do you hear parents say like, I was a straight A student. I don't understand why they can't just be a straight A student. Like I was. (laughs) And a lot of times, like, you know, kids don't really like, there's some, like I was big on getting good grades up until a certain part of my educational career. Um, And I was really adamant about it. Like all of my book reports were a certain way, nice and clean. And, and they had like covers and, you know, if I was able to type them up, I did like, I, I went above and beyond. And then you have a child that's just like, I'm going to handwrite this. And, and I'm, I'm going to be an influencer. It. Yeah, exactly. So I really don't and, have to go to school in, in that same way. Or I don't have yeah. to have the greatest grades to actually use my God given talent to influence people. So yeah, and and you and that's a hard pill to swallow because you're like, what do you mean? Like, mean, you, you know, know what I mean? You think academics is everything, but you have to know again what your kid is strong at and what they're not strong at. And just because you were the straight A student who was who was meticulous about their work and did extra credit assignments and was at every science fair, doesn't mean that that's the same. That's the same. Those are the same goals that your ch- that your children want. Yeah, because if your kid, your child wants to be a scientist, then you push them. Even when yeah. even when they're pulling back, you push them. You get what I'm saying? Because you know, overall, it's going to help them accomplish the overall goal. So we're not saying don't push them to be excellent. We're saying figure out what they want to be excellent in, and then push them in that direction. Absolutely. Wholeheartedly. Once they but don't put your beliefs and your views on them. Definitely. And that, but that goes to the, the next part. <laughs> definitely. That goes to the next part about making sure your child has a voice. Now, what does that mean? That means basically having a discussion with your child, putting them in a position to succeed and be able to express themselves in any environment, any arena. And that starts at home. So yeah. if you're just like a child is seen but not heard, I think you're doing yourself a dis- well, you're definitely doing yourself a disservice. Because then they, sh- they 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 show they wind up being forty and fifty and thirty trying to figure out who they are. It starts at home where they should be discovering who they are. So you have discussions. You watch TV shows with them and you have discussions with them and you really ask them what's going on, what's going on in your head, what's going on with your friends. You try to have as much dialogue as possible with them while they still talking to you. Because obviously, like we're in that process, we're going through the process as. A, you know, as we're bystanders because we have a teenager. So she doesn't always, we got to find new ways to get her to connect. So like, you know, what you'll do is you'll watch a a TV show with her. And then I'll just talk about the TV show acting like you're shooting the breeze, but you really, you know, figuring out where she stands for, figuring out where she stands. Like you're getting to know her through her interests. And I think that's a big part of having, letting her have a voice and being accountable parenting. You're not you know, you're not being overbearing, you're letting her explore her teen years, but at the same time, you staying in the loop of what's going on with her. And you finding new ways to connect with her where when she was five, she was up under you. Yes. And you can just sit there and she'll just talk and talk and talk about crowns and talk about TV shows and talk. Like she, she wouldn't even have a direction. She's just talking. So it's one of those things where the transition is different, but you sat there and you had a discussion. You didn't allow the frustrations of work. You didn't allow the frustrations of, you know, friends or losing, a, maybe not being with a partner anymore. You sat down and you said, this is our time to really get to know each other. And that starts the process of showing that you're a priority and you have a voice. So use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, it's really important. I, I didn't really 
um, well, I grew up with, with having a voice and not having it. Like my dad really believed that I should be seen and not heard, but I fought through it every step of the way. Definitely. <laughs> but it wasn't nurtured. So I was all over the place. Like I was, I was very abrasive. I um, shut down at times. I would, in order to, for me to get my point across, I would raise my voice thinking that that would be, you know, that's how I needed to be heard. And um, I struggled. I struggled connecting with people. I struggled with, especially when I was upset. So it's all good when everything that's is when, that's, that's what oppression does to you. Yeah, it, it's all it's all it's all good when when we're shooting the, the breeze. But as soon as you know I'm emotionally charged, people didn't really want to deal with me because I there went from like zero to hundred. So yeah. I had to I struggled through that. Um personally, professionally, like all through it. So it's really important. I always used to say when I have children, um, I would always allow her to have a voice or him to have a voice because I don't want them to be at a disadvantage um, and have to um, struggle through that through life. You know what I mean? Like it's a tool that should be taught at home. And, and I think the important thing is to know that you have a voice too. I mean, as that. a parent, the important thing is you have a voice too. So you're teaching your child, they have a voice, but you also yeah. teach them that you have a voice. So you, you have clear lines of communication. Absolutely. And clearly understand that. In these discussions, we both have a voice and we're mm -hmm. both coming up with what's the best practice. It's a relationship. So you're explaining, yeah, you're explaining what does it mean to have a voice? Yeah. Doesn't mean I just say whatever and I walk away. It means yeah. engaging in a discussion with the person and coming up with solutions or coming up with common ground that we both can walk on. So obviously we're teaching our children how to build relationships at all times. Absolutely. And having a voice is a big part of those relationships. So when they are not in relationships that aren't effective or aren't beneficial to their well-being, they are able to speak up and feel very comfortable speaking up because yes. they was raised in an environment where they had a voice and they wasn't stifled. You know, because I was raised in that environment, so I don't have the same story. I mean, my mother would be tired from work and tell me to shut up and do whatever, so I would fight through it and keep talking and keep discussing and keep... Like, I fought for my voice as well, but... It in was a different way, the, though. Yeah, it was more the, you know, trials and tribulations of life of a single parent versus her just being so a dictator and, like, you're seen but not heard. Yes. So I think in being raised regardless, you're going to have those times where they're going to have to follow your lead and they're going to have to just listen to what you say and do before they actually can respond. But revisit it after you explain it to them. I mean, after you tell them to do something, revisit it and then explain to them why they did it. Because knowledge, they always say knowledge is power, it's cliche, but it's true. And having information allows them to now make better decisions, more informed decisions, and it strengthens their voice. So make sure your children have a voice. Absolutely. You want me to take it on to the next point? So the yeah, next- Yeah, we point, can go to the next point. The next point is, is every, if, is, if you have multiple children, is everyone on the same page? Is the destination the same? You know. But it's less about multiple children. It's more about what he's talking about having a village. It's every parent or everybody in their life, whether it is multiple children or it's multiple adults around your child, teaches, you know, are we all on the same page? Do we have a clear understanding of the destination of each child we're raising? And what our destination and what our purpose in their life is? And are we on the same page with that? Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, every child has different needs. I'm sorry, I wrote that question a little messed up. So No, it's fine. That's what every, 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 well, I, I kind of, well, doesn't matter what I was thinking, mm -hmm. but, because um, I don't want um, to get sidetracked, but every child has different needs, right? And they may, and, and one may need more than the other, but you should never lose focus on what the true destination is, especially if you're doing it together. If you have the village mentality and you guys are, if you guys all believe in what, believe in the same thing, then the destination should be the same. Exactly. So I, so I'm like, say Camille may need um, tutoring in math or whatever, but that doesn't take away from the fact that if we have dinner every day at six o'clock, we have dinner every day at six o'clock with the group, right? Like we have the destination is togetherness. So it's really important that we don't lose sight of that because it's easy, right? We can always say like, oh, well, my my child has, you know, um, they need extra help in this, that, and the third. So we're just going to do our own thing. Like it's so easy to kind of pull away. 
Definitely. But at what cost? If the, the if the destination is togetherness and we're doing this all together, then we have to find a way to do it all together. Definitely. And I and I think that it's something that we can often lose sight of because raising children is unpredictable. What can happen today? I can have what can happen today may not be the same as tomorrow. I could have a, I could have had an amazing week, but then the next two weeks could be a struggle. You know what I mean? Like it's you don't you you have to kind of roll with the punches, but your foundation should be solid, your destination should be clear, and that should keep you on the right path to make sure that you're always you don't you 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 keep focus. Definitely, if your principles are in line, let's just start with the basics, like the foundation. A lot of people have children and their principles aren't aligned. They want to do what they want to do. They want to fall in love. They want to have friendships because they feel good. But then when you're raising children, them principles are very important because when you saying go left and another person saying go right, yeah, the child's confused, you're confused, everybody's confused. And there's no destination. Everybody's going in circles. Then you start, then the conflict starts. And what happened was the conflict was there before the, the child was even Absolutely. born. Absolutely, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you didn't have clear understanding, uh, clear understanding of the principles within each of your relationships. So if the principle is accountability, you're gonna instill accountability in your children. The principle is, let's say you're a religious person. The principle is to raise your children within that religion. You have to be clear on that. We're raising our child within this religion. If your principles are like what you said, Make sure that everybody's eating at six o'clock and that's a non-negotiable. We have to make sure that that's something everybody's clear on. So a friend can't take the child out and say, listen, I'm going to call your mother and we're just going to skip dinner and then make you the bad guy when you say no. Yeah. We have to be on the same page. Listen, we all know we got it. We're going to be there at six o'clock because we agreed to it. Now we have to, but we're going to be there at six o'clock. So let's get out a little earlier so we can make dinner. They're factoring in the things that are already in place. So we don't go outside of the structure because it's the easier thing to do. We maintain the structure and we build around the structure. You know, system systems run people, people don't run systems. So you have everything in place and you make sure that you have friends that are aligned with that because you don't want your kids to have mixed messages. You don't want to constantly have one friend giving them this message and another friend giving them this message. And you Y'all co-parents and y'all or y'all, you know, y'all parents and as a as a couple, y'all bickering back and forth because there's no clear di direction. And it's going to happen. But if you don't have the communication skills in place to actually get through those arguments and those discussions, and I would recommend a lot of people don't want to argue in front of their children. I would recommend working through your issues and showing your children what it takes to work through your issues. Mm -hmm. But the whole point is common ground. So that should be a principle. We should all be on the same page and being on the same page means we are clear on what we're common in and the common goal and the common ground and the common principles. And we build from there. When life throws anything at us, we work through our principles, not through the human being or not through the emotion, but through the principles we have in place as a unit. Well, yeah, especially if you are raising children together, you have to be on the same page when it comes to problem solving, conflict resolution. That's mm -hmm. really like those are the those are the areas that do, that would make or break a relationship. If if I go at something one way, if I believe that I'm going to tackle this conflict in one way with the child, and you believe another way, then that's already a break in the that's already a break in the relationship. Definitely. So it that's another thing too. Like it's all good, you know. Pe we we t we have we have kids with people and sometimes a lot of we don't really think about like the real the, the intricate parts of raising a child and it's like discipline mm -hmm. and what you believe discipline is and 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 really being on the same page with that like discipline, i mean i believe discipline, discipline and fun yeah so you have to yeah. like you navigating through okay how can we discipline but actually still maintain the joy yeah maintain and there's always the and there's always the a good yeah, and there's always the dynamic of good cop, bad cop, but that doesn't always have to be the case if you guys are always on the same page. It shouldn't be the case. If you guys are always on the same page and there's no good cop, bad cop. We all believe the same thing. So the, the child has to deal with it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so I think that we need to get away from that. And and yeah, there's one parent that is is typically not as involved. So there's another parent that you know makes a lot of the decisions, but your child should know that that decision still comes from both parents. 
Definitely. And it's not because they're just being the bad guy. It's because at, that the couple or whoever's raising the child believes that that's what it should be. And they so that are person all- is a better decision maker. Yes. So you follow their lead. When you decide to have a child, you're like, okay, you're a better nurturer than I am. Yes. So you already acknowledge that. So the child needs to understand like your mother is a better nurturer or your father's a better nurturer or your father's a better planner. But that doesn't mean that I don't believe in planning. That doesn't, that doesn't believe- mean, yeah, that yeah. means that I believe in planning, but they're a better planner. So exactly. we're going to ask your father about this. or we're going to ask your mother about this. And like, why you always got to ask the other person? Because mm-hmm. we make joint decisions. It's just like we was telling our three-year-old the other day, like, listen, mommy says no, daddy's saying no. Daddy's saying no, mommy's saying no. If daddy's saying yeah, mommy's saying yeah. If mommy's saying yeah, daddy's saying yeah. Like, don't go to the other person because he was playing the, like, I said no, he runs in and asks mommy. Mommy says no, he runs in. Yeah, and then he runs in and then when you're around, he runs in and asks you. And we're like, okay, you're you're speeding on this one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying, let's let's nip this in the bud now. Like, we are a unit. Like, there's, there's, there's no church and state. It's all in one. So we can negotiate what's going on. Like if I think you're being too hard on him, I'm I'm not gonna say you're being too hard on him. I'm gonna look at you and say, listen, what do you think we can possibly do this? And you're like, okay. And we explain why it's important because obviously our system is best practice. Yeah. It could, they, we already know two things could be right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're not even gonna go into the who's right, who's wrong. We're gonna go with best practice. Who's more right? right who's who's giving the person the best chance to succeed what's the more accurate Mm -hmm. you know way of dealing with this or handling this so and based on the knowledge we have available right because obviously things change based on the information you have provided but based on the knowledge you have available you're going to deal with best practice and sometimes we're not on the same page when it comes to best practice so we have to discuss the best practice but a three-year-old can come in between you in two seconds. Oh, absolutely. You're sitting on the floor. Any child. Any yeah, you sitting on the floor eating a, a candy bar. He's sitting on the floor eating a candy bar. And I walked out. I just told him no. And mm-hmm. his mother let him eat the candy bar without even having a discussion. Yeah. There's long-term ramifications for that. Like absolutely. I can go from parent to parent. So you want to make sure you are a united front, not just with the, all the parents, but with everybody involved in your child's life. Mm-hmm. make sure it's united front he does not eat chocolate he does not eat chocolate or he's not getting chocolate at this moment he's not getting chocolate at this moment nobody comes in you got that one friend like just give him chocolate right okay. like always <laughs> wanting to be the good person like no you're actually not benefiting here and it's we actually have a bigger issue because you're uh-huh. undermining me one two you're you know like there's big issues so make sure that everybody's on the same page because children will destroy your relationships if you're not. I'm just going to be absolutely. When you're raising a human being, your friendships, your partnerships, everything could be tested. <laughs> it's going to be tested, and they will fall off or they will disintegrate if you're not on the same page. So make absolutely. sure you're on the same page, and it actually benefits your child because they have a direction, and they're not, you know running blind and they know that they can't play good cop bad cop they know that it's a united front and it gives little room for them to 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 to, to... So i'm not even just talking about the discipline i'm saying they have direction is what I'm well they have direction i'm just saying like it also like kids are very insightful they yeah. know you know what i mean like that's why like kids they they'll go from one parent to the next or whoever's around because they ultimately they want to get what they want I'm saying when they're independent when they're by themselves oh got it so when they're in school or when they at work or when they actually grow into accountable adults, they have a now they have a focus. They're not swept up in the I don't know where I'm going. Uh, yeah, which is really really important. They're raised in a definitive environment. They're definitive when they get older, so therefore they can advance a lot more in life because they have clear under they have a clear focus on where they're going. So that's where it's important as well to have. That, that will take us to the next the one, which is um, elemental stages. Yeah. yeah. You have to understand what stage you're raising your children in. You know, you're not going to have the same way of raising your child when they're infant, infant as you're going to have when they're 18. No. I mean, when they're 18, they're in that, yeah, they're in that stage. Well, when that, they're 13, they're like, do you know your thing. <laughs> but when they're 16 and 17, it's not going to be the same. When they're 
10 and 11 is not going to be same. So as your child grows, your relationship grows. You have to pivot. Changes. So you have to understand the developmental stages. And we recommend if there's books out there or research you can you can look at. I mean, look at it. But at the same time, I would say know your child from each stage. You're waking up as an infant. I mean, they're infants and they're waking up all the time. Now, I have a friend that told me his infant sleeps 12 hours all the time. I'm like, oh, you in you in a great place. My child loved life. Like he's up, he might hit you with a two hour. And you're like, wow, and up for another two hours, partying in the middle of the night. So as an infant, you gotta you gotta make sure that you're not one doing it alone because it can get trying. But if you have to do it alone, you know, pace yourself. Really understand where you're at, really prepare yourself for where you're at, and really understand that that's a moment in time. It will adjust. It will change with time. So don't put all your eggs in, in that moment. Understand that you're preparing them for greater moments at all times. Yeah, it's really important to know where your kid is at so you can meet them there. Definitely. You can't teach your 15, you can't treat your 15 year old like they're five. And your, five, and your 15 year old is not, and, and your 15 year old is not the five-year-old that, like as he said earlier, is up under you all the time. Definitely. So you have to make sure that you make the adjustments because then your kids so, starts to push you away because they're like, I'm not a baby anymore. Like, I, I don't think you're cool anymore. You know what I mean? Like, that's the reality. That when no you're, matter how cool you think you are. Yeah. You're not, you're not running in my circle, so you're not benefiting me in no way. Exactly. At five years old. Everything's about benefiting them. Yeah, it, when they're young, they, they think you're the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to 15, they're like, meet me up the block around the corner and just wave to me. <laughs> yeah, as but, you see, she's having detachment issues. Um, well, I did actually, that was, that was <laughs> no, a struggle. I know, as you see, you're having well, a that, that, was, that was a real big struggle of mine. And until I realized that she was transitioning. And if I didn't transition with her, then that was gonna, our relationship was gonna take a hit. Definitely. So I needed to make the transition. And it was difficult. It was difficult to go from being your child's everything to like not, like you said, meet me up the block around the corner. It was like, whoa, like when did it become, like when when did you become embarrassed to me? (laughs) Um, When can't you hang out with your your mother, right? Like I'm beautiful. I thought you'd be shopping me off. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, if I didn't do that, then we wouldn't be where we are now because she was over it. And she, you know, was trying to, she was growing into her own and I needed to make the adjustment. And it's important as parents to make that adjustment, to acknowledge it, to acknowledge it with your child, because it's a evolving relationship. Again, you have to nurture every step of it. Huh? I said forever evolving. Yeah. And you have to know, you have to know what, what those developmental stages are and make sure that you are aware, acknowledge it and meet them where they are. And if your child, you know, and now they're three and four and they're asking why, 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 yeah. why, 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 how, 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 how. You have now you have the internet. You have no excuses to say I don't know. So well, I don't know. It's like a curse word them, in house. Yeah, it's a curse word in our house, right? Like you can give them the tools necessary. Oh, I don't I mean, I, I don't have the information right now. Let's look it up. You teach them how to use their resources. That's a different time than your your your, your 12 year old. They already know how to use their resources especially if you show them how to use their resources when they three and four. So they already know how to look up everything. Like Camille, you know, our team used to come to us with whole plans. Yeah. Like That's now she comes to us with whole Jordan and sneaker plans, well, PowerPoint plans and everything on the internet. She's listening, doing research, doing PowerPoints, making sure she's getting what she needs because she knows she has to come correct. So she's coming correct. And now you're looking at her like, damn, I should have never introduced her to the internet so early in life because now she's utilizing it to make sure she establishes and gets the things she she wants, which is great. So, and then we have a, you know, a three-year-old and a, that's, you know, going on four and he's asking what, what, how, when, how, what's that? What is that? What is yeah, that? Why? And <laughs> you have to have four answers for him. Yeah. You know, he's not, he's not just taking that's a toy or that's a car. Why does the car do that? And why does the car move? And why does it not move like this? And why does it not move with the big cars? And so you have to have answers and you have to be patient and you have to have that patience to provide those answers. And it's a different patience when they're three and four as it is when they're they're teenagers. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. And if you have adult children, you know, they're not your friends unless they're your friends. So the fact that you believe they're going to call you every day, they in college. Yeah. Or they're going to call you every day when they're raising their own families. Well, it depends. Like, on, it depends, it on, depends the on the connection. If they're, yeah. if you built a relationship where you actually see each other in that friend zone, y'all going to speak all the time. Mm-hmm. But if you have a, if you have a, you're just a parent, I would guarantee that just the parent person is not getting called multiple times a week. So just know, not saying that it's all, but just know that that's why you have friends. So all the parents that banked everything into raising their children and neglected their other relationships, don't neglect your relationships while raising Um. your children. Pull them in closer, make them a part of the process. Because when they go off, to do their own thing, those people are the people that's going to still be navigating life with you, your friends and your spouse. So make sure when you're raising your children, you're not destroying and through the stages of life, you're not destroying your relationships with other people in the process based on the actual, based on parenting. Yeah, absolutely. So understand what developmental stages you're in. I mean, that's really important. Yeah. Developmental stage, comes with their own set of issues and comes with their own set of joys. Embrace the joys and problem solve the issues. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's important. And our last and final, based on everything we already said was, understand that the parent-child dynamic is a relationship. If you, lo- don't, if you, don't lose, if you lose track of everything, don't lose track of that. You're building a bond. You're building a relationship. It's not about you. And you should always assure them it's not about them. It's about us. And if mommy's tired today, but mommy done, mommy is been working, been taking care of you, been playing with you, been hanging out with you all this time. And now we're at Friday. Guess what we're going to do? We're going to sit down and watch a movie. You might have to play alone. You might have to find some time to play alone and have a long time while I'm doing something to relax. You have to be clear in that in that message. I can't be the best person for you if I'm burning out based on your wants, needs, and desires. Well, not your needs, but your wants and desires. Yeah, your needs are, are always a, a, a must, but your needs yeah, and desires and your wants and desires, excuse me. Yeah, it's really important to know that too, because we're taught that we're we're supposed to be, as a parent that you're supposed to drop everything drop stop and roll for your kids right Definitely. and what that also creates is burnout because it's not realistic it's not you can't really maintain that level of energy so you have to from the very beginning uh, you know make sure that you can do maintain a lifestyle that you can actually maintain yeah. and I'm not saying that, like, as you said, there's times when we're just going to have a chill day today, not go out because I'm tired. Um, that can, that shouldn't be every day, but that should be some days. Or my or Camille's coming with me to, to, to grocery shop. That We have to eat, right? We have to get okay. groceries. Like, sometimes, most of the time, I will... You have responsibilities and spare her. They, have to, they have to come with you to those Agreed. I would spare her the, 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 the trip, but there's times that, you know what, I can't. So you have to come with me. You have to come with me to run errands. And that's not our every day. That's not our every weekend. That's not what we do all the time. But you, she, your kids should know that, that you have responsibilities too. Definitely. And that you have things that you are going on as well. And sometimes that, that park, as much as you want to go there, may not be the destination at that time because there's other things that need to be taken care of for the home. Definitely. And that's really important because you're, you, you go into parenting thinking that you're supposed to be on, on call hundred percent of the time. And, and I mean, it's not the truth. And that's why we, we really encourage people to have support because yeah. I mean, a lot of things you're talking about is, you know, the life typically of a single parent where they are, oh, like, right. <laughs> yeah, they are like taking their child everywhere with them because they have responsibilities. But when they have friends and when you have a spouse and when you have people that can actually, oh, you watch, can you watch him today? I have a doctor's appointment. I have X, Y, and Z. I'm saying make sure that you prioritize your time 
make sure you prior you teach them how to have their alone time, like play alone, really figure out how to do certain things alone. And at the same time, majority of time, y'all do things together as a unit. But you have to you have to juggle it and understand that this is definitely a relationship. And like any relationship, there's a small version of alone time. There's uh, you know, there's responsibilities like we teach our children now. Responsibilities first allow fun to be longer. Absolutely. So you don't have to worry about responsibilities when you take care of your responsibilities. So you're able to just you can just have fun. So if you clean your room in the morning on a Saturday, you have all Saturday. Yeah. But if you don't clean your room and you think you're gonna just chill and relax when it's time to walk out because you made plans with your friends, no, you're going back in there and you're cleaning your room. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that the hallway, I mean, a thousand times. So that's what we we instill in them, responsibility, then more fun. But at the same time, we have to be clear, like, I had a long day. You're not a bad parent by not hanging out with your child one day. Yeah, no. It doesn't make you a bad parent. And a lot of parents have that guilt of, well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really, like, he's just been sitting there watching TV for an hour. I don't want to be that parent that the TV's raising them. And I'm like, what if that's not your everyday situation? That's not like your everyday situation. They're yeah. learning how to watch shows on their own. You don't have to watch the YouTube with them all day. You know what I mean? Like you you can watch what they're watching and set them up an hour a day so you can actually take care of the dishes or you can just or just do your nails and your feet and like just take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you should have that time to yourself and Show your kids like this is a relationship and everything doesn't revolve around you. Absolutely. And in reverse, some of you have the parents that everything revolves around them and they don't even pay attention to their kids. Mm-hmm. They don't even know what their parents. Yeah. So like, I'm not having a friend that's coming to my house every day and I don't never see their child. Mm-hmm. Like, where's your child? What's going on? Like, I want to know that you're a parent. So at the same time, your kid is a part of the relationship. Your kid is a package deal. So don't forge relationships where you always have to leave your child home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're part of your day-to-day. They're part of your life. So it's not all about the parent, but it's not all about the child. And you need to explain to your child and be mindful. This is a relationship. You need to learn me like I need to learn you. And we both need to understand each other. Absolutely. For us to flourish in the same household like we would with a spouse, mm-hmm. like we would with a friend. The only way we can coexist is if we both acknowledge in this relationship. So be mindful that the parent-child dynamic is a relationship. Absolutely. This is very important. But them, those six, first off, I mean, I guess it would be seven because you have to first understand what being a, what an accountable parent is. But yeah, absolutely. you have to first have a support system that's built before you even have the child. So make sure before you're thinking about having children. And I know some people have children unexpectedly, but when you're thinking about having children, when you think about having sex, let's just go a step further. Make sure you have a great support system. Make sure you have people who are gonna be there and support you in raising that child. You know, and the second one, acknowledge, you know, their strengths and weaknesses, know your child, know what they're strong at, know what they're weak at, know where they need support and know where they're gonna lead. You know, there's certain things that you call your kid, you call your kids about, they have it, right? They're like, they're teaching you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's their strength and you follow their lead when it comes to that. But then it's their weakness. It's also understanding like, I'm I'm strong here. You're not as strong here. So sit back, listen, and understand where, where we're going with this. Because y'all should be strengths in each other's lives, Absolutely. even though everybody has strengths and weaknesses. And give your child a voice, you know, let them speak up. Let them tell you what's on their mind. Let them explain a story. Let them talk about what they're watching on, on YouTube. You know, give them a voice, let them know that they have a place to actually exercise that voice. And also create an environment where they can tell you and where you're falling short too. Definitely. Like create that space. And I think that's important. You, you, that's very important. Let them be, let them challenge you where mm-hmm. they think you're falling short. Cause it's mm-hmm. important to, for them to acknowledge you as a, as a great parent as well. Ex- ex- absolutely. You know, so they are rating you like you're rating them as a child. So mm-hmm. I think that was a very important piece you added and you know make sure that everybody's on the same page i mean we talked about that in length so 
you know what that means. Like, just make sure everybody practice the same core values or instilling the same core values in the children and make sure it's on point. And um, do you, you know, do you understand the developmental stages? Now, maybe that can be a little further, but the point is you need to be clear on your, on the developmental stages. So you know how to su better support your child at all times and whatever stage they're in. You have insight. Every child is different, but what makes them similar are the stages that they may encounter throughout the course of living. Because no matter how many times you talk to 27 people, we all remember those stages and what Absolutely. we're doing on those stages and our, and our stories are similar, though they're a little different, right? Yeah. So it's rare that you come across somebody that doesn't give you the same story at the same stage. Yeah. And, you know, make be mindful that the relationship the parent-child relationship dynamic is a relationship or a child-parent dynamic is a relationship. Keep that in mind, keep that in the forefront of your mind and make sure that at all times you're acknowledging that it's great to be accountable in love and it, we need to be in accountable relationships and your child is one of your relationships so make sure you're always nurturing your child-parent, I mean your parent-child dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this has been another great Accountable Love, you know, podcast. And we hope y'all got some beneficial um, messages and beneficial lessons from this podcast. And, you know, you on the, you're on your quest to be an accountable parent. And if you, you know, you checked your list and everything is on point, I mean, congratulations, you're our accountable parent. And keep doing what you're doing. Keep up the good work. And we also have Accountable Love accountable parenting session. So if you are at a developmental stage that you're kind of struggling in, we can help you, we can help support you in that as well. Definitely, I agree. So check it out on um, the love snobs at lovesagroupjourney.com. Definitely. Accountable parenting. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye guys. Bye.